Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, January 13th. Vols are coming off of a win. Kind of a weird one. Um, I was like really ready to be depressed coming into this show uh, halfway through that game, but not the case. We are happy we're ready. Rolling into Saturday against Kentucky. I won't say feeling good yet. I'll save those uh, those those feelings for later, maybe. But better, better than after a loss, I a win is a win. It's nice to have it. College football is officially over. I, I know a lot of people are like, it's not football season isn't over, still NFL, but I'm sorry. I, 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 I know people are probably – I think people in this most – I think a lot of people in this region agree. I would rather watch college football. 100%. I do think after the bowl game, I needed a break. I think I'm over that break now. Um, yeah. And I'm ready for it to be back. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll say this. If college football is the only thing and there wasn't NFL, I might be a little sad. But I would be definitely be sad if there was NFL and no college football. So um, thank you, Nick Saban, for destroying any kind of love I had for college football. I hate you. Um, and I hope – I won't say what I hope about you because that, that's mean. Um, I am glad that you, you lost on Monday night. I, I agree. I, it's yeah. like what? how low are Alabama's expectations? You didn't win yeah. a national championship. Fire him immediately. Yeah, and when you look at the teams he lost to this year, the the quarterbacks Zach Calzada yeah. and Stetson Bennett, yikes! Not, not, Tennessee not didn't look, do that. <laughs> not not a good look, Nick. Um, get it, come on, guys, pull the trigger. Uh, I, I I am excited to talk about the national championship, <clears throat> more transfer portal news, um, and then of course some basketball talk. If you got questions, drop in the chat. Hope everyone's having a good night. Um, I do want to talk South Carolina. Before I do that, I, Landon, I think, made me – I actually I hate it on Fred Martin because he's he's similar to Buzz Williams. He's a little aggressive. Um, he's kind of all over the court. He's not <laughs> quite quite on the court. He's all around the court. Uh, he's he not is, quite but like he – let's, let's – he's a lot more likable than Buzz Williams. Yeah, he's not as annoying. But I think – I brought some visuals just to get everybody's mind right here. Um, I think Frank Martin went from, like, that dad – that you're like, I bet he's killed some people. Like he's ex-military. Like I, this dude, I'm not gonna mess with him. And now he looks like a guy who definitely killed people because he won't stop talking about it. Like he's like, ah, you want to know what I did in Vietnam? Like he's that guy. Did now, something that, happen to that, him? I think he was one of those people that lost hair due to COVID. Like not that much, but lost hair due to it, and then just shaved it. Okay. I think. Because I like I don't want to make fun of him if. It is something bad. So this Listen, is I not. Got, so this I is me to, thinking he did it on his own. 
he looks like um, Ryan Reynolds in X Men before he was <laughs> Deadpool. Like when they made the messed up version of Deadpool, that's what he reminds me of. Yeah, he does have a very rigid head. It's very rigid. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Walt MacArthur said Frank Martin is Jeremy Pruitt of basketball. Frank Martin went to a Final Four. Frank Martin, Frank Martin went to a Final Four. Come on. Jeremy Pruitt couldn't say, even say what you, sniff the college football playoff. Say, say what you will about South Carolina's losses to Princeton and Coastal Carolina this year, but he did go to a Final Four in his career at the school he's at now. Correct. And they should not have been in the Final Four. I don't know how they got there. They no. were not a good team. Right. <laughs> um, it's not I, – I'd, I'd rather be lucky than good. Um, what gets you a lot farther. 100%. I'll uh, I do want to ask this before we kind of actually talk basketball because um, haircuts were kind of the thing last year because Frank Martin actually did that last year uh, when he cut his hair. Who had the worst <laughs> like hair change, uh, Frank Martin or uh, Shaka Smart? Oh, man, I haven't even seen Shaka Smart. You haven't seen his hair? Mm-mm. So you like maybe this is maybe this is a Mandela effect. Is that what it's called? I'm misremembering. I think he used to be completely bald. No. Is college basketball with COVID just aging people that much? (laughs) No, no, no. He grew hair during COVID. Oh, he grew hair. Look at he looks so different. He looks like a he looks like a player. Um, COVID did well for him. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up just real quick and then I do want to talk. I do want to talk basketball. Where's he at? Um, I ooh, Marquette. 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 Okay. Yeah, here he is with hair. It's got pictures of him without hair too. Oh wow! Very strange, isn't it? He looks so different. So much younger. He almost it looks like a zero in holes. <laughs> I think he looks like a. I, I think he does look like a comedian with that hair. I'll say that. Um. Let's 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 talk actual basketball though. I, I will. I mean, we can have a haircut segment. I'm all about it. Um, I I can I can show you a bad haircut. I can take you to great clips. We can get that done if you want. Um, just let me know. But I, I do want to talk about Tuesday night. Um, I mean, Tennessee got it done. Like I'm never going to be upset with a 20 point, um, you know, 20 point uh, win. The first half was concerning. Mm-hmm. Looked like you were going to have another old Miss night where you you know. First to 50, um, or 56, I think was the final, actually. Uh, slow start, slow game overall. I mean, the, the first half was, I mean, both teams, thankfully. Like, Tennessee was not alone in that. Um, both teams just played an ugly, ugly first half. Yeah, um, I think a big turning point in that game was Josiah Jordan James, his three-pointer at the buzzer to in the yeah. half. Um, I think that was kind of a – maybe That's took away South Carolina's momentum because a- after that it was kind of all Tennessee at that point. Yeah, and I told you it just had to be him too that hit it. We had been <laughs> – Yeah, I've been roasting him. him forever. And and maybe if that's what he needs, I'll keep on doing it. <laughs> um, but he did play a lot better the other night. Had a double-double. Um, 11 points, 12 rebounds. A block, still two assists. I mean, four offensive rebounds. He got to the free throw line finally. All of his um, attempts from the field were not from three. So, hey, props to Josiah Jordan James, making me eat my words. Hey, I'll gladly do that. 
Yeah, but I mean, I thought too, like, I mean, I thought he did a little bit of what we said. I'm not saying that he listened to us. I just, I think he listened to, you know, apparently. Barnes Rick and Kenny Chandler were, were watching us. I didn't get a picture of, <laughs> we didn't get a picture of Josiah Jordan James doing it, but maybe he did. But I mean, it, it's, you know, Rick Barnes said he, he needed to be the X factor, but that doesn't mean behind three point. I mean, when he was, he, he, he got a couple really valuable buckets down, down low, um, made, kind of made his presence known. I, uh, I, I thought he was he was one of the kind of many fact he wasn't the factor for Tennessee, but one of the many for sure. And you talk about that momentum shift. Um, I mean, when he's that Josiah Jordan James, he is very, very valuable to the Tennessee team. Oh, 100 percent Very valuable. I, I do too. He, he should be like this is the kind of game you need from him. Like mm-hmm. it, he affects the game in, in all facets of the game. Um, rebounds. I mean, he had more rebounds than Camaw and Fulkerson put together. Yeah. Uh, not total. Wait, yes, yeah, total. Sorry, I was looking at offense, defensive. Yeah, total. Um, no, de- I mean definitely, and and still gets assists and has a steal and block on there. I mean, just a, a guy that you we've talked about it. He's a guy that fills the stat sheet, and he's got to be that guy night in, night out. Um, and that's including points. And I know he hasn't been the offensive guy, you know, and he's, I don't think he's ever's not the right word. He's very, very rarely going to be your leading point scorer. Mm-hmm. And you don't need that from him, but you need him to put up, you know, eight to, you know, 15 point, or 15 is a lot to ask. Eight, eight to 12, though, again, consistently. Um, you need him to be the guy that Santiago Vescovi's being right now. Yeah. Hundred percent. Just be Mister Consistent. I, you mentioned. I think, that's I, what, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to go away from Viscovi. I don't want to do that because I, I know you were harping or you were talking about how he's been the the consistent rock. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's Tennessee's like lack of identity is they just don't have any consistency. Um, and I know shooting is, is you know been an issue kind of all year long. Even though the like what was it the first game we set a freaking record for most three-pointers well the first few games you were yeah Yeah. the first few games you're like i mean tennessee's gonna shoot it a lot but they're gonna make it a lot too and that unfortunately hadn't been the the case hey but i'll take a seven for 21 is not terrible no um so i mean i'll take that especially with your defense playing the way that they are i mean it's i don't want to keep harping on bad shooting when you win a 20 point game in the sec but i mean we missed 14 free throws we have 14 yeah. free throws it's over at halftime right right free the free throw shooting has just been i feel like that's strange for like a, a you know i i don't i don't know what the actual statistics are but i feel like when you have a good defensive team i feel like that team's usually going to be good at free throws like you talk about doing the kind of necessary <laughs> things um, having the discipline, like I feel like those things are in the same category. So for them to just be so bad from the free throw line, it's it's insane. I feel like, yeah. If you're so bad from the free throw line, you don't have any shot in this world to be good from the three point line. <laughs> no. um, and, and it is it's weird. Like Kenny Chandler has been fine with free throws up until recently, and then Viscovi is his entire career. He, he's been, you know, eighty five, ninety percent free throw shooter and yeah. you know two for five the other night um i know he's a lot better when it matters in the fourth quarter somehow but yeah just a weird 
weird stat, 11 for 25, shooting 44%, and you still win by 20. Yeah, yeah and that, that's where you're just like, all right, we'll, we'll take it. And, and another guy, too, I want to mention that's been super consistent is uh, Sky Ziegler. I mean, you know, I, I watch mostly Tennessee games, um, so I get a feel for the teams they play, and then I, I watch some other SEC um, games, usually throughout the week. Some Saturdays I don't, I don't see them all. Um, but I just don't know if there's been as a consistent sixth man. I, I've looked at some, st- I kind of looked at some stats to try to get a feel for the league. And there's been some guys that have had probably better games than, than Ziegler. But I mean, finding like a consistent sixth man, and they may impact the game too more than Sky Ziegler. I'd be kind of hard pressed to find that guy. But when you look at what he's done over the course of the SEC games, and then the, uh, which he did start against Alabama, um, and then even the out of conference games, like he's just been, he's been a, he, for how consistent Vescovi's been, uh, Ziegler's been almost as consistent off the bench too for Tennessee. Been that very strong six man. Well, he's just effort. Oh yeah. I mean, he just full Tenacious. throttle hundred percent of the time. Um, four assists, four steals. He did have two turnovers, but he just he just impacts the game. He seems to make everybody around him better. Um, mm-hmm. And you you know at five nine five eight whatever he is. You would think he'd be a liability, but he's actually a strength for this defense um, and really yep. pushes that. You know, he, the ball handlers, they hate him. Yeah. I'm glad. I love it. Oh, yeah. And I think, too, I think it does go to show, like, he does have to have a team playing good around him. Like, he has better games when Fulkerson and Kumwa and Urosh are playing better. Um, when he's kind of helps when they catch that. the catch the ball. When he gets with that too, I, I just even mean defensively. Like, if you put him on a one-on-one matchup, he's going to lose a lot of those battles just because of. I mean, if teams are smart, they're going to mismatch him when they can. But when the guys around him are playing good, and it allows him to to be that more than just a defender, it allows him to be that pest and, and get after the ball. I mean, I think that's what get like, that's what gets him to those four stars. <laughs> um, yeah. Sure, he might create a steal, maybe two per game. Um, but if he wants to, you know get four in a game, like he's getting help from good de- defense too, which that's why guys play good around him. They, they know he's there. Um, he's fast. He's he's effort. I mean. Yeah, no I, one's going to blow by him. No, I love Sky Ziegler. I, I love it. I, and, like, and, like, it, it's so refreshing to have a guy you're like, yeah, we don't really have to worry about him leaving in yeah. a year, two years. You know, he's probably going to be a four-year guy for you. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting to see him really be a um, impact player for this team and somebody that it, it's, it's a true freshman that somebody else has to account for. Like they have to game plan yeah. for Zakai Ziegler. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take. Walt, Walt said one other hot take. Zakai gives me Bobby Bay's vibes. I think, um, I think the way, I think the pace at which Zakaya and Bobby played were very similar. I will say this for Ziegler. I think I think when Zakaya kind of figures out the change of pace offensively, I think he gets even better. He's kind of just like 100% all the time. And pace is pace is valuable. Um, you know, it's it's hard to just be really good at a high pace, but being able to change that pace and and throw other really good players and fast players off is is another kind of skill to have and he he not that he's can't do that. He he's just full throttle every minute he's in the game. It seems I was impressed how deep he went against Alabama. I mean, asked I think he played like thirty eight minutes in that game. Yeah, and 
I don't think there was like I don't think you're ever like man he's slowing up like it seemed like off the bench Ziegler still that game. And I th- I think he takes some pressure off uh, Santi and Kenny Chandler like they don't have to worry about be being the primary ball handler they don't have to worry about creating the entire offense because it seems like the offense runs through them too um, mm-hmm. whether. Rick Barnes wants it to or not, that's probably a different story. But it seems for now it's it's Santi and Kenny Chandler creating the offense. Um, but having a guy like Zakai Ziegler can, um, you know, take a little bit off their shoulders, not having to be the primary ball handler every time up the court. Right, right. He only played 27 minutes that game. I'm shocked by that. And Alabama, I thought he played way more than that with uh, Kennedy being out. Yeah, just saw more of them. I mean, Tennessee just needs some more depth. I mean, they got seventeen points from their bench. I think it's. I think it's front. Tennessee needs more depth. I think it's from the front court. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But even just really, he played nineteen minutes, but he didn't hardly do anything. Yeah, he didn't take not, a single shot. <laughs> he may not be a guy that responds to Barnes' <clears throat> criticism. Great. It seems like he's not played good since that remark. Yep. Sorry. So, I hope he. I hope he, and maybe. I mean, maybe that's a little bit of revision. Like looking back now, I thought maybe I thought he played better. And now that's been pointed out, um, I've kind of noticed some flaws. I don't know, but I, I felt like he was playing better up until that point. So, yeah, hopefully just he seems kind of passive back. with yeah, you know, open shots and things like that. I don't know if he's scared to miss them or if he's scared to make a mistake. It just, yeah, like you said, it just hasn't seemed to be positive since yeah he got called out which i think if there's one thing to kind of say about where rick barnes lets the leash go a little bit it's offensively it, i mean i think josiah jordan james is a great example he's on the court for his defense um that's mm. probably why he gets a pass so much offensively if you're going to make a mistake and want to stay on the court do it on the offensive end is is the message because um, right. defense will keep you on the court for for rick barnes so mm-hmm. which is fair just fair i think it's frustrating sometimes, but it's fair. Um, I, I don't. I mean, I don't really have anything other to say for the South Carolina game, other than um, Stevenson. I mean, they're like the guy they try to get open beyond the arc. He shoots thirty percent on the year. I would have figured he would have shot way better than that. The way they try to give him the ball, and he went one for six against Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, just smothering. I mean, we created what twenty three turnovers, had eleven steals. I mean, we made, we just made them uncomfortable from the get-go. And, you know, as bad as we've been on offense, they were even worse. Yeah, that's another credit, too, is I think I think Tennessee finally it seemed like they were converting off turnovers and they were getting offensive rebounds and making the most of second-chance points. I didn't feel like they did that against Ole Miss or Alabama. We got in transition. Mm-hmm. And that's something, you know, the past, like, I guess since SEC play – Started. We have not really gotten transition. I feel like that's where these guards, you know, smaller guards kind of thrive is in transition, mm-hmm. getting out and running. And we just haven't been able to do that. You know, whether it's been, you know, we, we play good defense, but we don't, steals don't turn into to baskets on the other end, um, right. uncontested layups. And I know we're about to t- talk about Kentucky here in a second. Um, so I won't get into it too much, but. You know, a way to keep Sheboy off the glass is uncontested layups. If it's going through the hoop, he ain't getting a rebound. <laughs> That's fair. I like that. That's a great point. Um, 
Well, I mean, let's let's roll into Kentucky though. That's a Saturday matchup, um, one p.m. tip off. It is uh, at Kentucky. Tennessee's got their their work cut out for them. Um, that's for sure. And, and I, I I say this so I can sound smart. This looks like a completely different Kentucky team than their. Would they go last year? Terrible record. I can't even remember um, because it is a completely different Kentucky team. I mean, I think there's like two players left. Yeah, kind of like every team year. last year. I mean, it, it used to yeah. just be freshmen. Now they're kind of hitting that transfer portal. Um, it seems like and um, and have some veteran guys as well. And I know Severe uh, Wheeler is from uh, Georgia. I think he's is that transferred Georgia? from. Yeah. 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 So they got some some random guys like that, and uh, I mean they're led, their bigs are their bread and butter. They have pretty good right. guards, Ty Ty Washington and um, Grady are mm-hmm. their kind of shooters. I think that both of them shoot forty percent. But Oscar Tashiboy is their guy. Seventeen points, leads the nation in rebounds with fifteen point one rebounds per game. I will say this. If they're able to put a body on him, I think it's going to be a tough task because I think that's where Tennessee's struggling right now. Um, I think this could be a big game for Urosh uh, to really shine and just just be a body and prevent right. him from from getting rebounds and, and things like that. Maybe make him uncomfortable putting a seven footer on him because he's only six nine, so it's not like he's just towering over everybody. Um, he's using his body. He's got long arms, and you know he just finds the ball. I have no clue how he does it, but um, yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting game for Tennessee to really see if they can keep him off the glass because in their two losses um, against Notre Dame and LSU, he only averaged 10 rebounds a game. Um, I think Notre Dame, he had seven. LSU, he had 13. So if we're able to kind of minimize him, keep him under that um, 15, I think Tennessee has a good shot in this one. I, I don't think Kentucky is just a great basketball team. I'm not saying Tennessee is either. I think Kentucky is very beatable, but that them controlling the the boards is makes me a little uneasy. Yeah, and I, I like what you said earlier too about having to make your shots. I mean, that's what's going to cut down a lot of those rebounds is just being a good shooting team um, on Saturday. And, and I think too, you mentioned a big game for Urosh. I think they're going to need him to come in and be physical like he was against uh, uh, Alabama <coughs> when he played really physical. Yep. He, he's got to be put body on body. I think this is a game for John Fulgerson to find himself. Um, this is where we really need you to be tough and be that just I – I mean, I don't I don't know how he gets the better of a lot of the of a lot of guys that are bigger than him because he's not – I mean, he doesn't just – you know, when he puts his body on you, he's not just dominating you. Um but guys get frustrated with him. He is kind of deceivingly lengthy, so I don't know if that's it. But this is a game for him to come out and, and be the John Fulkerson that Tennessee needs because right now, um, yeah, other than part of the second half against South Carolina, I mean, he, he hasn't been that guy. And, and maybe some of it's COVID, but they need him to step up. Um, I know Rick Barnes said, you know, step up or step aside, but – you, I don't think you can have John Fulkerson step aside. I don't think there's anyone else that can do what he can do. So you, you need him to be him, and, and this is the game. He's got to do it. Does he do it in Rupp? I don't know. Does John Fulkerson shine a little bit brighter in Rupp? Let's find out Saturday. That's Tennessee right there. 
Isn't that what he said after they beat Kentucky and Rupp? <laughs> I, I don't. He pretty much did it quote. himself. Yeah, and uh, wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of that effort on on Saturday. And um, yeah, get, he's already get Sheboy in foul trouble. Make him yeah, uncomfortable. He, I, I know some people may disagree with this, but John Fulkerson's kind of found himself in Vol Legend territory. Maybe not just because of on court play, being a local guy and um, loving pals <laughs> has something to do with it. You go, go win another game in Rupp because of John Fulgerson, and um, it, it's, it'll be hard for anyone to argue that he's not a not a legend. It's good, yeah, hundred percent. Um, Sheboy is John Fulgerson's his game. You're, you're calling it. I called it. I called it at Arizona. You're calling it now. I like that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not calling it per se. I'm. It needs like to happen. Like you. Yeah, Speak it, it into existence. Like, we, we need you to do it. So, make it happen. Yeah, and uh, another kind of obstacle to that is Sheboy is coming off um, their two wins against Vanderbilt and Georgia. He had a 29-point performance against Georgia, and then he had a 30-point performance against Vanderbilt. So, um, let's keep him from doing that. That'd be nice. I, I know Tennessee has kind of had that mantra or stop everybody and let one guy get his, but I would like it if we make it a little bit more dif- difficult on uh, on old Oscar. You there? You out? I think Kayla's frozen. Um, I, I think Tennessee needs to shoot it better. I think they're going to have to get to the free throw line. I think they're going to have to um, – Joe, do you want to get in here? Is Caleb still in here? I can't really tell. It looks like he's frozen. Um, but they're going to have to get to the free throw line, and when they get to the free throw line, they got to make their free throws. I mean, that's it's the second easiest shot in basketball. It's that simple. Looks like go. Caleb did. Um, Kind of freeze out. We'll get him back in a second. Joe, what are your thoughts on this Kentucky game? Um, same thing. Contain Chihuahua. It's, it's. I'm. I'm worried about it. I don't. I'm curious to see what the spread is. I don't think it's come out yet. But just seeing the past couple of games and how I feel at halftime, I don't feel confident. But like yeah. you said, get people in foul trouble. If Fulkerson can do what he does and like randomly every couple of games pop off and do what he did against Arizona, then yeah. And if and if you do win, I think it kind of turns everything around. Like I feel like that can kind of be the the starting point for turning around with some bigger games coming up, like Florida and LSU. Yeah, I'd like to see Kenny Chandler have another big game. I mean, he's kind of I know he got COVID and and he struggled in some games. I just think the physicality maybe is, um, you know, especially in SEC play, kind of bothered him a little bit. And maybe not bothered him is the right word, but teams have made it more difficult on him to, you know, they've kind of used their body, used their length. You know, he's only six foot, so, you know, he gets blocked at the rim quite a bit. You know, maybe stop, do some mid-range, um, or maybe use that body and go in and get to the free throw line. But when you get to the free throw line, you got to make them. Got to capitalize because I don't think Tennessee's good enough offensively to make up for missed free throws. I know they did against South Carolina, but South Carolina was a different beast than Kentucky. Yeah, it's going to be 
whole different level, but I'm kind of on the same same place that like I definitely want to see more mid range because they they attack and they they try to get in and then they freeze and pass it back out and that's when we get bad yeah. bad three pointers or not good looks and this whole thing's bugging out. Um, but yeah, that's how we end up with those bad numbers. From- It looks like we're having some technical difficulties. This Kentucky, are they tapping in? Are they trying to yeah to rush in us. Um, that's kind of all I got for Kentucky. I I'm excited about it. I think we needed that game against South Carolina to get us some confidence back. I think we're kind of teetering on. You know, taking a nosedive if we would have lost that South Carolina game after we played like crap against LSU and didn't play well against Ole Miss, probably should have won at Alabama. You know, I know you're missing two of your best players, but still probably should have won that game. You led the majority of it. Um, yeah, I think Tennessee needed that game, and I think this is a game where – I think that put us maybe in the – heading in the right direction, that South Carolina win. I think this gets you – on track to where you want to be in the SEC. You want to be that top three or four teams and really kind of give yourself a chance to to win it. Um, if you have plans on doing that, I think you need to take care of business in Rupp Arena on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like the uh, – like we know Tennessee likes to beat up on the bad teams, but it was kind of doing that for a, still an SEC team. Like even though they're on the lower end of the SEC in terms of skill – it still was nice, and so it's a good refresh. So hopefully they can put something together on Saturday, but I don't know. They'll have to prove me wrong, but I don't feel too confident on it. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, who do you think been, has been your MVP so far this season for this basketball team? Or, no, let's not say Let's not say that. Let's say guy going forward needs to needs to make a bigger impact. Okay, bigger impact. See, MVP at least like surprisingly, I was gonna say it's Kai Ziegler just because you okay. you hit the you just you hit it earlier that like I wasn't expecting the kind of game that he's been able to play. Yeah. But in terms of needs to straighten it out going forward, probably Josiah. Okay. Um, I mean, unless you want to talk about Chandler, but I mean, I think he's got the right idea. I mean, I've, if you're talking like really long term, then yeah, Josiah because Chandler obviously is going to be gone after the season anyway. But, um. But yeah, I'll go with James. Okay, I like that. Um, I'll probably go with Kumwa. I think Tennessee needs to have a big man step up. I think that there was opportunity for, um, you know, a little bit of Urosh and Brandon Hunley Hatfield to take some minutes from Fulgerson and, and Kumwa, and they haven't really done it to this point. And so I, I just think you need better play from them. If you're going to rely on those two guys to kind of lead this basketball team, I think he needs to be more consistent. I think he's been fine in some games and some guys, some games he's been a non-factor. He was kind of a non-factor against South Carolina. Only played 10 minutes. I don't know if he was some sort of issue or um, – just had the short leash that game. I don't know, but uh, definitely an interesting um, game for him. He, he just needs to be more consistent for me, and I think that starts with a uh, 
talented front court like Kentucky has. Yeah. Yeah, only half had only got two minutes last game, which kind of surprised me because I figured on the latter end of the South Carolina game when you were up a decent amount, I would like to see them put him in the rotation a little bit better there. But I guess we'll just have to see how that pans out if they do that going forward. Yep. Yeah, this – I don't know what is up with this. There we go. My back? Yep. Back. My computer just went crazy on me. <coughs> it did warn me. It was like, hey, this is about to happen. And it did. I didn't trust it. So, goes to show. Just listen. Listen. I think I, I think that was my fault, too, that you kept getting kicked off, Joe. Like, I was trying to, like, log back in, and I was like, nah, just do guests. And then, yeah, so. Oh, that's probably, yeah, I was wondering, because I, I wasn't pressing anything, and it was just shooting me out. Yeah, I think that was my fault. So, you can blame, you know, I, I'll take blame for everything. I'll, I'll, uh. It's me. It's on me. I'm not bad at it. But All good. I'm back now. There you go. He's back. Are we? Yeah, uh, I can. Ready? I'm just like on my screen. I can see me and Joe, and it's just frozen. So nah, if you can still me, still see me, great. But um, whatever. I don't know what's wrong with it. I see you moving around. So I think okay. we're good. Cool. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, let's. Or anything else for Kentucky before we jump to portal, some portal news? Transfer portal. Kentucky sucks. I hate them. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Hard, hard to disagree with that. If you're a Tennessee fan, yep. Unless you're a Volcat. If you're a Volcat, like you're not a Tennessee like fan. That's a hot take, and I'll die on that hill. Oh no, I think it's true. You're not a real Tennessee fan true. if you're a Volcat. Um, transfer portal news. Speaking of that, hit the transfer portal. Go be a Kentucky full time Kentucky fan. There you go. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, portal news. Tennessee lost some players. Um, I don't think they're big losses, but uh, Karon Calvert, offensive tackle, didn't play this past season. Um, he'll have one year of eligibility left, but he has entered the transfer portal. And then Anderson Kobe, uh, he was a Juco signee last season. Wide receiver, he has three years of eligibility left, and um, he has also entered the transfer portal. That was actually kind of that Pruitt staff's last thing that they did. They brought in Anderson Kobe and then, you know, just didn't, you know, apparently had a, he had a great spring. We heard a lot about him. Then in the fall, you didn't see him at all. So he just seems to didn't find a role in this team. And so he wanted to hit the transfer portal. Oh, well. We got plenty of wide receivers in my book. And I, I think adding – Isaiah Nayer probably didn't help his case at all. Yeah. Um, which Isaiah Nayer, I'm very excited about. But yeah, I would, I mean, that's definitely, uh, I shouldn't say definitely. That was, had potential to shake some things up, bring in a guy like that that's going to be an immediate impact. Yep. 100%. Um, oh, I'm back. Sweet. Um, Calvert, I, I, I was kind of surprised by that because you were kind of hoping he would be you know, fighting for that left tackle position. Right. And I don't know. I, I don't know if it had to do with, you know, maybe just a change of scenery. Maybe it was just health. And I, I don't I don't really know what it is. But, um, yeah, you'd probably like to keep some more tackle bodies on this roster if all possible. But 
Would maybe. he have been a super senior? Like, would this have been his sixth year? Yes. So that when I I thought so, and for that reason, it doesn't surprise me a whole whole lot. I'm with you. I'm I'm a little surprised. <laughs> but like you said, I think the change of scenery when you're talking about a, a guy that would have been here for six years, I think that's something like it may you know from his perspective, it may just kind of be time to move on and see what else is out there. Yeah, sure. So. Um, but yeah, like I feel like everybody who's hit the transfer portal, it hasn't really been a shock, right? Um. The Tyler Barron one was, but he came right back, so we're, we're good. We're not counting that one. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of been like – it's kind of been nice. I don't know if we're just still shell-shocked from from last season where we just lost everybody. Um, we were, we kept hanging on to hope that we would hang on to some of them. They all left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but some new names have kind of emerged in the transfer portal for, for Tennessee – and uh, I don't know if Tennessee has reached out to some of these players. <clears throat> I do know that they have probably talked with John Mathis, the uh, defensive end from TCU. He'll have uh, two years of eligibility left. He had 45 tackles, four sacks last season. Uh, 2020, he had 46 tackles and nine sacks. So just that, trying to add to that defensive line. A little bit. He's been linked to Texas because that's where Gary Patterson's at, um, and that was his former coach at TCU. What's well, so I didn't know Gary Patterson was at. What's he doing at Texas? I don't know what his official title is because he was retiring, right? Like, right. But yeah, now he's at Texas. <laughs> he left Texas Christian to go be at Texas. I mean, I don't want to. Question is faith, but uh, <laughs> well, he was invited to leave Texas Christian, I believe. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought he was retired. He just re- had to walk out. Yeah, I thought it was just a retirement kind of deal. I didn't realize he was still doing stuff. So, um, sounds like what we need for uh, David Cutcliffe, though. Sounds like that kind of deal. What is he? Oh, I guess it hasn't, it hasn't been officially announced. Gotcha. I'm trying to see who it actually is. Like what his position is going to be? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pulling up some Texas thing right now. Um, Major defensive role? Yeah, That's all it says. Interesting. Yeah, so – and Oshawan Mathis is a defensive player, so maybe that is um I don't know, we'll see about that one. Uh Noah Kane, water running back from Penn State, um did visit the last week before National Signing Day in 2019 with uh Darnell Wright, Wanya Morris. You know, a bunch of those guys that Eric Gray, a bunch of those guys that aren't here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's funny because like I know there's quite a bit, but there's not a, there's a lot of players from that Jeremy Pruitt era that like are no longer on this roster. I'd love to sit down and just count all of them because I'm I would not like sure. to. Can we avoid that? That's probably true. Yeah. But, <laughs> 
I'd like to know, but it would make me sad. It would make me very sad. So I think I, I think I just know how sad it would make me. So I think I'm good not knowing. Yeah, but Noah Kane had around three, a little over 300 yards rushing this past season at Penn State. Um, so it wasn't a huge factor. He did have 100 carries, but only averaged three yards per carry, so not great. But I think he is a bigger back that Tennessee would like to add. That's another thing for me is, like, Tennessee's got to be better short yardage-wise next season. There's too many third ones, fourth and ones where we just didn't – I don't know if his lack of push up front, but I think when you have a lack of push, it's always good to have a bruiser um, with the football that can, you know, just fall forward pretty much. Right, right. I think Noah Kane could do that, so uh, we'll see if that turns into anything. Austin Jones, a running back from Stanford, is uh, another big running back that just entered the transfer portal, I think it was yesterday. And the, how, how many of these guys your name have been linked, or are you just kind of hoping by putting a couple pieces together that maybe it could happen? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Oshawan Mathis is probably the only – one that's probably been linked to Tennessee. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, others maybe from social media and stuff that you can make a connection with. I know Noah, Tim Banks is at Penn State. He was a defensive guy that probably has nothing. Oh, so Kane is going to LSU. That's already been announced. <laughs> was that Shout out Joe now. I don't know. Shout out Joe. I'm bringing that breaking news. If it, we'll, we'll pretend it was just now. It was probably tonight, at least, if not just now. Dang it. <laughs> i got to see when this was. Um, then you got Austin Jones running back Stanford. Um, Amir Speed, the cornerback from Georgia. Uh, LSU had a former four-star, a 6'2 cornerback, going to the transfer portal, Dwight McLaughlin. I think that's right. Um, Latrell McCutcheon, I think he, he had an offer from Tennessee at a high school. I think he might have visited. Um, he was a cornerback from Oklahoma. He was part of that Friday night tyke show also. Um, those are just like I'm, I'm looking that's... at DBs, linebackers, big running backs, offensive tackles. I mean, those are just some names that have recently been in the transfer portal. I don't know right. if Tennessee has swung at some of these kids, but if I were – on staff at Tennessee, I would at least give him a phone call. Right. <clears throat> and there has been some linebackers from Alabama. I think there was three of them that hit the portal. Um, again, I, I mean, I just don't like what we have in the secondary or at linebackers. So, anybody that, you know, has some college experience, has some production, I'm at least evaluating. Yeah, no. Hundred percent agreed. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you can be too selective with what we saw in that Purdue game. That's my. <laughs> that's. My I'd, I'd go. As, I'd go. I don't as know far if they are. Season, I'm just but... saying that. Like, I'm getting a little nervous. I. I would. I mean, I'm with you. I. I mean, watching this whole entire season unfold and then the Purdue game, I'm. I'm okay with saying. Go out and get as many guys. Don't be too selective. Yep. Go get them. Find because out if they can play. Right now, with what you have coming back in the secondary, I think Tennessee has probably one of the worst, if not the worst, secondary in 
the SEC. Right. Not named Vanderbilt. <laughs> uh, not good, not good uh, territory to be in there, unfortunately. Yeah. So. But hey, we'll see. I, like I got that. faith. But uh, I like it. And I, I, I need I need some results. Yes, please. Pretty please. Oh, well. Anything else for Portal? Talk the last little bit of college football. Yeah, the natty. All right, well, hand up. I was completely wrong. 100% wrong. I could Same. not have been more wrong about that game. I'm the over almost hit. If it goes in overtime, the over hits. So I, <laughs> I just want to make that known right now. Um, I hate to even kind of sound like I was rooting for Bama, but at the end, I was really hoping it'd go to overtime. I needed it to go to overtime. Yeah, it's kind of a weird spot. Like, you don't want either team to win. No. But I think for – and this is just my opinion. I think it's better for Tennessee if Alabama goes goes ahead and wins another national championship. <sighs> I think Georgia only gets better from here. Off. I, I, yeah, I don't think – I don't think – the landscape of where Georgia's at in college football changes much if they lose that game. Other than maybe people are giving Kirby a hard time about not being able to win the big one. Like, that's the only thing. But that was already happening. <coughs> so, I think things would have just stayed – I think they would have continued the path they're on. Um, I don't – I think Georgia, offensively, I think the only thing they can really do is get a better quarterback. And that was just kind of on the horizon. Like, that was bound to happen. Well, I don't. I think, yeah, better quarterback. But I also think – you got to open up that offense. George Pickens is one of the best wide receivers in college football, but you can't get him the ball. Yeah, but it's much easier. Don't get him the ball. It's much easier to do if you have a better quarterback. Um, and then you, I mean, you have just a stable of running backs back there. So, like, they pretty much won a national championship doing that. <laughs> when people said that that was long gone, like that, that day of football was long gone, it wins a national championship this year. So, like I said, when you have the team to do it, you can do it. Nick Saban can do it if he wanted to. That's true, but how many defenses have we seen it to this caliber? No, I know. I, I know it's like – I know like it's I, if, if that defense isn't the best defense that we've probably ever seen, I don't think they win that game. Oh, no, I, I don't disagree. If Jamison Williams and John Mechie play in that game, I think it's a totally different game. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, if Alabama's wide receivers that are in the game just catch the ball, it's a different game. Um, But, I mean, I just think it – like. <coughs> I just don't think the days of defensive football are completely long gone. And I mean, you need an you need a good the days of having a mediocre offense and being that successful are long gone. Like mediocre offenses will no longer win no. national championships. It takes a it takes a Stetson Bennett on a really good night to to still win. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't I don't. And before you know that drive where he drove the field and threw that dime to. A.D. Mitchell, where I know we're about to talk about that in Tennessee, but um, did you hear about that? No, what happened? Oh, so apparently. Yeah, I did. So that was true. <laughs> apparently it was true that A.D. Mitchell wanted to commit to Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt would not accept it because he had diabetes. How is that true? Like, how is that real? <laughs> because it's Tennessee is the only way. 
It, it like, will never happen anywhere else in the country, see, but it happened in Tennessee. Here, here's why, like, part of me doesn't know if it's true, but this could make it more true. Like, it could go either way, I think. Are we 100% sure that Jeremy Pruitt knows what diabetes is? No, I, and I think that that's part of it. Like, he, he thought it was some sort of disease see, that I would feel make like him he, not great at football. See, I feel like the, the guy that I've heard talk on TV back, you know, they'd be like, Coach, you, know, you need to know that, you know, he's – diabetic like yeah I mean, you probably just disclose that and you're like or maybe it comes up in conversation and i feel like he's like so you can run can't you like i feel like it, <laughs> I, I don't know it's point. so like that's why i'm like but i'm with you like i'm with you i think that could swing the gate either way yeah and he just like he didn't hear of diabetes until this conversation yeah i don't know it's Oh my God! I just like I don't. I mean, I know it came from like some. <laughs> All you can incredible... do is laugh. It's, it's the most Tennessee thing ever. Even if it's not true, it's kind of a funny. Uh, I mean, to right. Tennessee's expense, it's kind of a funny story. I want to know if it becomes like an ESPN. Like, is it going to be brought up against Georgia next year? Now that the story's out there, or is ESPN dodge that one? I don't know. DeBarstool did a story on it, so how are, are they just going to – I feel like they try to do everything that Barstool doesn't, so. Yeah, I feel like that makes it immediately out. Um, yeah. I would like to – I don't know. I don't know how that's ever proven. Jeremy Pruitt wouldn't admit that. Um, I don't know. That's crazy. That's so, that pisses me off. But just because it's so absurdly stupid. Yeah. Um. But let's not let's not act like a Donnie Mitchell is like the next best. Like he he had three hundred something yards before that championship game. No, no, no. I just mean, I mean, it could have been anybody. It could have been nobody. Like a nobody on Georgia's roster. Yeah, the story blows my mind. Like it blows my mind. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Blows my mind. This is not a committable offer because you have diabetes. Um, sorry. <laughs> like what? Oh, I mean, he got fired again, so. He got fired? Oh, yeah, I guess he's out with Judge. <coughs> Especially true. now. Like, you can't keep Somebody, look, watching the Giants play, they probably got a couple guys that got diabetes. God bless. <laughs> oh, Lori. I'll, I'll stray away from that. Um, I do, too, want to mention about the uh, – Alabama game. I, I love the people that are like, listen, I say this. I, I want to, I feel like I should say the tweet I'm talking your tweet I'm talking about that I am happy. Not only that Alabama didn't win, but Henry Toto didn't win. Yeah. I, I'm very glad about that. And nothing in this next statement is going to change that. I don't wish ill will on him. I hope he's very successful for himself and does whatever, he, you know, good for him in life. But this is college football and college football. Rivalries are important. It's why people like talk about the not expanding the playoffs. They're like, do you really want these, you know, rivalry games to mean less? First off, they wouldn't. Second off, rivalries are what make college football special. I hate Alabama with every fiber of my being. A Tennessee player that transferred there, I hope they I wish he hadn't won a single game at Alabama. 100%. So sorry. I don't I don't wish it will on him, but I'm glad he didn't win. It just feels right. Yeah, I hate it for him. I mean hate hate it. Yeah, I mean, I, I had an on-three sports guy from – he covers Alabama, so 
I could t- like there was definitely bias toward what he was saying, but he was like something about Henry Toto accomplished everything he wanted because he wanted to compete for a national championship. I was like, the only reason why you go to Alabama is to win a national championship. It's not like he wants to live in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, yeah. Like, the city's just so great. You go to Alabama to win a national championship. He went from Alabama's probably biggest rival, at least it used to be. The biggest biggest rivalry. Like, an Alabama fan would be pissed if a really good player went to Tennessee. Yeah, 100%. Um, And and so, like, I explained, like, he went – he chose to go to Alabama while he was at Tennessee. He reaped all the benefits of being – you know, a great player, a leader on this team. The fans loved him. I have a freaking jersey of the guy <laughs> in my closet still. And then he transfers to Alabama. You, you just don't do that. His argument was just like, oh, it must suck having Brandon Turnage on your team. I'm like, Brandon Turnage had one pass deflection in his Alabama career and then transferred to Tennessee because he wasn't playing. And it just showed that you are salty about that, obviously, enough to bring it up. Right. But, like, he didn't see – like, he thought they were the same thing, and that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Henry Toto I mean, was probably Tennessee's best player. Listen, I'll stand on this, too. It's a rivalry. I'm not asked to make rational decisions because I don't legitimately hate Henry Toto. So, I'm not, I'm just glad he didn't win. That's part of sports. People cheer against you. It's I, also a joke. I would be <laughs> extremely happy if a player like Bryce Young transferred to Tennessee – and I would and I would laugh at Alabama fans. If that I mean I know it won't happen. I'm just giving you an example of a really great player that beloved by Alabama fans. I would laugh. And you all go, Well, you hated it when Toto did it. Yeah, because I was on the losing end of it. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> like Jesus, people. Like be logical. Like people are like, Oh, you're salty. <laughs> of course I'm salty. I sent a tweet about it. Like, geez. Quit like people try to be so rational about things. It's not a rational thought. It's right. I cheer for the team that hates the team he plays for. He formerly played for our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't give a crap. Like, I don't want him to be unsuccessful in his athletic career. Beyond, not. I wish he hadn't beaten Tennessee. I'm glad him and his players and Nick Saban didn't win another national championship. That is part of sports. Grow up, people. Like, I had a lot of Alabama fans say, well, at least he got to smoke that cigar. I'm like, Cool. No, cool. I'm very jealous. I'm very yeah. jealous. But, but let me ask Henry Toto this. Um, I, I didn't choked get to, on that cigar. I didn't get to smoke my first cigar by switching sides. That's not how I'm going to get mine. You did the butt in first. <laughs> no, I'm not switching sides. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it normal. Henry Toto did the butt in first. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess if I wanted to smoke a cigar, I could just become an Alabama fan. It's easy. It takes nothing. I go out and buy a $2.99 Crimson Tide shirt at the Walmart. It's not hard to be an Alabama fan. You guys win tomorrow. You're going to win next year. Like, it's not hard to smoke that cigar if I really want to. And y'all are going to, oh, if I win, Alabama fans be all up in arms. You switch sides. So did Henry Toto. So shut up. Jesus. He switched sides. It's that simple. He's a to, traitor. To win a national championship. Traitor. It wasn't like he wasn't playing. He he ran to Alabama to win a national championship, and he did not. That's the it's funny, okay? It's funny. But yeah, the, uh, like you said, I, it's hard to speak 
logic to Alabama fans because they have none. Yeah, I'm, I'm very upset. Zach Calzada, Stetson Bennett. That's all I got to say. Mm. Zach Calzada, he went to Auburn. He's gonna be. Sure. He's gonna beat. Brian Harson literally took a quarterback that's not very good, but he beat Alabama, so he's hoping that he can do the same thing and give Brian Harson a couple years at Auburn. Right. That was his thought process. I don't know that for sure, but it seems like. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even want. I got. I, I think I had some more thoughts on the national championship. I can't even remember, but that the whole. I just. I mean, I, it's fun to talk about the Henry. Tote. I, like, honestly, it's fun. I, I won't lie. It's fun to be mad about that stuff. It's why I want. Like, it's why I'm a college football fan. It's yeah, fan as soon as he got knocked into the end zone and fell on his back, I, I laughed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was great. Brock Bowers ran right by him for that game-winning touchdown. I laughed. Oh. These holier-than-thou Alabama fans, you would laugh too. Ailes, all of you all. Oh. Well, all right. Alabama's got beat by JG. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) And Jerry Pruitt. Jerry Pruitt. And Jerry Pruitt, yeah. What that like I don't even know what diabetes is. Couple of reasons I would like to go back and win that Alabama game. I would gotten to I would get to smoke my first cigar. Um (coughs) and then also like the Jeremy Pruitt being the first assistant coach to beat Nick Saban would have been all time just poet. Like it would have been a storybook telling. Like, they would have been awesome. Like, Jimbo makes sense. I know we can hate on him, but, like, he's been I'm kind of glad it wasn't Kirby. I'm glad I'm this just, game didn't break that. Oh, I'm very glad. That would have that would have not been fun to hear. Also, and people who are like, don't cheer for, you know, people are like, oh, this is good for the SEC, for Alabama and Georgia to be in the, the title. I would have loved for it to be Cincinnati-Michigan. I would have loved for it to be literally anyone else, anyone else in the country. I would have watched Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher, Jim McElwain hump a shark rather than those two teams win, or those two teams play for a national championship. That was hot. Or sorry, they 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 investigated it. What was the dude's name? Jim. Uh, Mc- <laughs> I don't know. It was Caleb Presley, right? Yeah, and that dude puts off like I know people. Are, <laughs> Conspiracy theory, they found this guy to blame on to get Jim McElwain out of it. That dude, like, had shark humping energy. Like, he okay. – right off the bat – did you watch the video? No, but I'm def- – he definitely got paid. It was definitely Jim McElwain. No, no, no. They – they they like, he talks on it. That dude has shark humping energy. But did he get – did he get paid off to admit this? I don't, I don't know. No, he seems proud. You get paid off to be – I just wanted to be Jim McElwain, okay? Stop I understand that. That's fun. fine. But I will say this. The two gyms, like Jim McElwain, I, I don't know if he puts off shark hump energy. He puts off like – he he puts off like get humped by shark energy. That's what he gives me, those kind of vibes. <laughs> the other two gyms, big shark humping energy. Like both of them, if I was the arresting officer, they would have – like I would have they, – they convinced me right just talking to them. 
I'm like, yeah. Oh, he no, got I arrested did. for that? No, 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 no. Oh. I feel like you no. could get arrested for that. I feel, I like, feel like that's got to be, be something. Yeah, I feel like that's got to be something. Yeah. Like, is that, that's bestiality, right? You can't just <laughs> hump a shark. I don't know when. Like, I don't know what the line is for bestiality, but I got to think, like, a man's wiener on a shark is pretty dang close to that line. Like, it's yeah. it's got to be close. <laughs> Picks in the graphic, Joe. I'm not. A, I'm not against it. I, I'm not here to shame anyone, so I'm not against it. Um, not suitable for work warning for those that are in the chat uh, in the in the the live here. Joe's gonna give us picks. Um, can you pull those up? I'm, I'm in. I'm not in the the role here. There we go. Do you, Joe? This may be. I don't know because I don't know the dude's name. Do you have a picture? So that's the accused Jim McElwain. Also. Not good tan lines. That does look like a football coach tan. Dude, that guy has a hippopotamus ass. <laughs> also, I don't remember how how big Jim McElwain was at Florida. He doesn't look that big now. So that's another thing he's got going for him. He's not that fat. I don't, well, he I don't know if he was at Florida. At Central Michigan. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing going on up there. Did you hear the story that Brian Kelly made some like a uh, like a I don't even know if he's a GA I think he was like a defensive analyst like type role. Um, he made like I mean they're like just out of college like guys park car like they invited him, he invited him to a party when he was the head coach at Central Michigan and made him park cars. Uh, yeah, that I heard that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that, dude. Brian Kelly, <laughs> I think is it's the biggest ass like. I hope we beat the crap out of him next year. I cannot wait. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, he is the weirdest. Like, just like him, like, from this whole LSU thing. If you had just known him from that, you're like, okay, this dude is a freaking moron. But he's not only just a moron. He's also, in, like, a the biggest asshole in the world. Yeah, fact, fact, factual statement. I'm saying 50, 50 burger on them. 50 on them. Um, do we have any questions? Oh, speaking of Jeremy Pruitt, did you see the graphic of all the offensive numbers? Yeah, which I mean, you uh, know my feelings on it. <coughs> yeah. It's better now. If it hadn't happened right after the game, no, I wouldn't I, be upset. I got you. Yeah, it's it's right now. I've been fine with it, but I already have the sour taste on my mouth. I'll be honest. So, but no, it's it's uh the offensive numbers under Pruitt were not good. Also, Chase McGrath coming back. I think that's big. That's probably not talked about enough. Um, yeah, him coming back, getting your place kicker back. I think he. Set a school record for uh, 66 PATs last season. That makes sense. Yeah. We didn't go for too often. No. Maybe we should. Go uh, Matt Lanth on Yeah. Well, that guy from uh, – he was in Arkansas, Pulaski Academy, where he always went for two and – yeah, uh, now Always he's at – I don't think he's a coach anymore, but he was at uh, Presbyterian. Oh, nice. I think he's already left there. Don't quote me on that. 
Um, do you have what's trending? I do. Um, what's trending? I have Jonathan Kongbo signing a future contract with the Denver Broncos. Um, so that'll take place next year. He'll be added to the, I guess, 90-man roster. Um, yeah, good for him. Spent a lot of time in the CFL. I think won a couple of championships in that. Um, yeah, and I know he shot in the I NFL. He, I think he won this past year, right? Yeah, and I, don't know. I think okay. he's won before that too. Gotcha, gotcha. Sweet good for him. Um, let's see. Sorry, my first one. I was trying to find it. Did you see the pictures of the guys that looked like Nate and Rupert from Ted Lasso arguing with the ref? It's pretty hilarious. The, the pictures of a guy, soccer coach that looked like Nate and Rupert arguing with the ref. Hmm. So, well, I mean, if you're not a soccer fan, this is why I hate reviews in sports, though. So stupid. But apparently they ended the game early. The ref just ended the game early, like 89th minute, just ended it. Didn't get to full time. Um, apparently tried to blow it five minutes before that. And there was a red card that should have gotten like overruled in VAR. And he was just like, no, I'm keeping the card. <laughs> like what? I hate reviewing sports. I hate everything. Like it pisses me off very much. Review stupid. Yeah. Screw review. <laughs> um, also brew McCoy, former five star. I think he was at Texas. Then he went to USC. Now he's in the transfer portal. And, um, that could be a name. Okay. I like it. I like more names. Brew McCoy. Bonnaroo lineup was announced. I don't go to Bonnaroo, but I feel like a lot of people tweet about it when it when they announced. The lineup sucked. The lineup? Yeah. I just glanced at it. It looked pretty good to me, but I, I didn't go through it. I just saw some bands on there that I like. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Really listen to that kind of music, so it's all kind of music. Modern music at Bonnaroo, though. Well, like I, I know, like the big, the like big names, but I, I wouldn't know like the smaller bands. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, my last one. Netflix has announced a uh, a PGA tour documentary, so they're gonna follow like F1. <laughs> Uh, they're going to follow PGA Tour players around. I, I think I think they had a list, but I didn't see it. Um, but I think it's a lot of like big names. Uh, I know Ricky okay. Fowler initially like threw his name in the hat. So like a lot of big names. It's it's going to be the like I said the F one style. Uh, Netflix has done really good with a lot of those sport documentaries. I, I love the obviously Last Chance You QB one um, F one. I'm still watching. I haven't committed to it hard, but yeah, it's uh they've done good. So I'm excited to see behind the scenes PGA. I, I, I'm curious what it'll be like because it's F1's fun because you get a lot of rivalries. Um, I'm curious to see kind of how that how that comes out in the documentary if it comes out about some of like the people that maybe don't like each other. Yeah, all that much. Yeah, I love those documentaries. Um, so adding on to the Brew McCoy thing, um, I mentioned he's from USC. I mean Tennessee had Bayless Jones, Chase McGrath. Caleb Tremblay transfer from USC. So, you know, I don't know if they know him or even close to him, but that is something you can sell. Like, hey, we have three guys that transferred here and did just fine. So, 
Yeah. Um, and Bayless was a wide receiver that did had a really good season um, under Josh Heupel. So, yeah, I, I think that could be uh, – I know we just took Isaiah Nair, but, hey, we're here to put the best 11 on the field. I'm, I'm with it. I like it. Um, my next one is the Portland Pickles. The what? new phone who dis? Did you see this? No, but what are the Portland Pickles? They are a minor league baseball team. Okay. All right. <laughs> and there's a picture of the <laughs> of the mascot and ah that one. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah showing his pickle off. What was the caption? New phone who dis? So I guess he acted like he didn't know how to work it. <laughs> That's the very strange. All right. Yeah, I mean, hey, way to get some publicity out there. I like it. Are they a new team or? I don't know. They did. I mean, it was definitely planned, but they also tagged Manscaped in nice. the picture. I mean, they went full on. Like, they were, no, <laughs> they were not holding back at all. Credit. I like it. Aggressive, yeah. but I like it. I'm Joe, in. you got any? Any what's trending? One, I got I got the picture of the the, the dude that was on the shark, which if you were to reference the Yeah, that guy. Tell me yeah. he didn't give you shark company energy. Yeah. Wait, wait, so oh so Barcel brought him to this. Brought him to meet yeah. Jim McElwain. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I think all the gyms were there. I think all the gyms were at Central Michigan. Yeah, Jimmy John Gym sure. was there too. Jimmy John. Um, that was the guy that was also accused publicly of. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he also, people are still saying that it was a cover-up because he kind of pulled the uh, the OJ. Like, I didn't do it, but if I were to do it, because he was saying, like, too in-depth. <laughs> he was like, you can't have sex with a shark because I'd have to be on the bottom, and it's too rough anyway. And so people are like, how would you know that unless you've tried it? <laughs> That that was Jimmy John, right? That said that. People, yeah, people were like, "You went way too far in the other direction." Like, now yeah, you should know you just that. Say much. it wasn't you. You didn't have to. I would never yeah. have sex with a shark. Do you know it's what those fins will do to you? I mean, come on, <laughs> it's too rough. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. we may not, not have caught him. You're, you're just not kinky f- enough, is what you're admitting. Right. We don't have the photo of him humping a shark, but he's definitely humped a shark. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's um, awesome. Maybe Joey John did that. There's definitely something deep. I don't know. Good, great video. <laughs> the great investigative. Um, my what's trending? I, I'm assuming you guys saw the Drake thing. Drake. I don't okay, think I did. So Drake, Drake, obviously he's lover boy. So he had. This is after dark. I mean, it's nine thirty. So whatever. He has a lady over. They do their thing. He goes and gets rid of his condom in the trash. Whatever. Apparently, this lady tries to go receive it and you know impregnate herself whatever dirty scheming things he put hot sauce in it to you know, kill it all and she had a huge problem it was like a Oof. whole deal but that is oh. is that not awesome like and she's oh running out of bath and screaming in pain and has to go to the hospital and stuff but props to drake so, for thinking like five steps ahead yeah how many times does that happen to him that he knows it he has to have happened a lot right he's just got his little hot sauce <laughs> bottle on him 
I mean, I think if I were him, I think at this point, we're just or whatever you call it, red something. I think I just have my tubes tied at this point. If I were tubes tied, that's not the right word. My snipped. If I was uh, Drake at this point, that's because it sounds like. I mean, I'm gonna go. It's happened to him double digits to the point where they're like, "Hey, you need to always have like hot sauce around." He's got like drown this immediately. Tobacco. Yeah, like how he's done that before. Like he's got the first time. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's trained. Very good for Drake. Power move. Yeah. Uh, That's that's all I've got for for what's trending. You got stupidity. I do. Let me go first. Yeah, go ahead. I've got a big game boomer on Twitter. Um, A lot of all fans are very happy with big game boomer, but very bold predictions for a lot of reasons. Um, I I won't read through them all. Some of them are boring and kind of just easy. He did say Tennessee – he said, Hypo shocks the world, Vols win SEC East, beat Bam at home. That's his 2022 way too early prediction. <clears throat> Little out there. Yeah. Okay, this one's way out there. Braylon Allen wins Heisman Trophy after record-setting season for Wisconsin. You had you lost me. You, you had me reeled in. I'm a Tennessee guy. Bleed it. I, you, you, bought, you had me in there. No quarterback at Wisconsin is going to win a Heisman Trophy. Sorry. Out. No. Is that the Even, that is the quarterback? I guess. I mean, I guess he's the starting. Is he the starting quarterback now? I don't think he was this year, though. Could he have been uh, the running back? Ah, uh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it was. I thought it was. I thought. It, see, I thought they had. Don't they have a quarterback coming in though? Maybe that's it. That's still he a is, hot take. It's not he bad. is the running back. Yeah. I would say it's a hot take. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, still is. That's but stupidity assuming, on me, though. I thought Braylon Allen was their was the quarterback. Um, my next one is, or my first one, I guess, is. Hey, I just got stupidity, and stupidity on. Is this Saturday? No, hurts. We hate when that happens. <laughs> is oh man, who was this? Oh, well, I got one more, and then I'll come back to it. Um, our boy Wes Rucker. Quote, hey, ladies, the doc told me I'm 99th percentile in length. I think we all know what she meant, end quote. I'm not going to tell you any, like, backstory to that. That's just what he said on Twitter. Well, I think you need – I think the biggest point of this is his child's in the photo. I feel like he's trying to direct attention to his child's crotch. It feels a little creepy to me. I agree. Um yeah, not not great. Very weird. weird. Very weird. Also, his his he does his son. I assume the way the tweets worded, it, he does look like a long child. Like it looks like the lens messed up. <laughs> he looks like he like stretched it. I'll give him that. His child is the late, child, not, the actual his, child. The, I, like his child looks like it was stretched in photos. Yeah, not what West no, Rucker not was what referring he's to. Alluded, yeah, not that he's. Not what he's trying to make a funny about, which is yeah. totally inappropriate for a child, Wes. An infant. Yeah. Irresponsible. Unexcusable. Call DHS. <laughs> I feel bad that someone out there like may be crazy enough to do it. They're a crazy <laughs> in this world. Mine was just going to be the Donnie Mitchell uh, diabetes gate with Jeremy Pruitt, but 
Oh, God, what an idiot. So, I think this was Saturday down south. Um, Got, got. So, Richard G. West tweeted today, breaking news, Missouri, or I think this might have been yesterday. Breaking news, Missouri has let go of basketball head coach Conzo Martin. This comes after a 7-8 current seasons and 73-64 overall record at Mizzou. Cornell Mann will serve as interim coach for the remainder of the season. And SEC Country posted it in their article and says, Mizzou fires head coach Conzo Martin. Dude, Bleacher Report put out a full, like, notification, like, news report. Like, it was – they got – he that went – Oh, was this Bleacher Report? I wonder if uh, it might have. I just know I saw. I saw Bleacher Report fell for it too. They did the, they got the uh, full like the natural like on the. Oh yeah, it was Bleacher Report. It was not Saturday down south. It was Bleacher. But um, makes me kind of wonder if uh, Missouri fans are racist. I think the question's got to be asked. (laughs) One and gone. I mean, I think it's a fair question. That account's done it before, though. I remember at the uh, right before the. Ole Miss game, which I guess it was only students that cared because, like, but there, there was this rumor that Morgan Wallen was doing a performance for halftime show. And the first off, I mean, obviously, I was like, they're not wheeling out a stage like the Super Bowl and doing a halftime show. But <laughs> everybody, all these, all over campus, all I'm hearing is like, Morgan Wallen's coming, he's performing. And I was like, this guy has like 800 Twitter followers. <laughs> big picture. Like, stop. Yeah, he might, he might be performing in a girl's dorm room tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I can promise you. <laughs> Also, Stetson Bennett was definitely hammered on uh, Good Morning America. What was he chugging a bottle he was on a different of? level? He was chugging a bottle of something expensive, I think. I mean, he said, you know, like 8,000 times. <laughs> he also posted a picture at the bar. Like, and it was funny, too, because I think, like, right when was it Good Morning America or whatever it was started, the, the timestamp was like seven hours ago. And he was like at the bar, and he's like, "Got an interview tomorrow morning. Gonna be rough." And it was like two a.m. And he's just like starting drinking. <laughs> hey, good for him, legend. Yeah, he, there's a there's a video of him chugging a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, which is an insanely expensive. Liquor. That's just a poor timing on Good Morning America's part. I, yeah, why is why is the national championship quarterback interviewing the next morning? Yeah, like come on. I mean, Joe Burrow did it. He was awful on the next morning too. But at least when he went on, he did a barstool and. <laughs> He, they were fine with it though, but he was plastered. He was sitting. He was right. still drunk in the he, back of the seat. Still very drunk. It was awesome. Yeah, I didn't see him on Good Morning America, but yeah, I'd imagine it was bad. Very dumb. Very dumb. Um. All right. That's all I got. That's that's it for Same me. Here. Stupidity's on me tonight. I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> Don't harp on it. I won't because I'll still stand on my take. You hey, you, you did. Wisconsin players, I should have said. I did. It's actually getting warm. My feet are still freezing, but head's warm, so we're good. Are you? You're no longer sick, are you? You? you... No, I'm not sick. I, I was just like outside right before we started. Okay. And I was. I'm wearing tennis shoes. So, gotcha. Like thin tennis shoes. All right, guys. Well, go balls on Saturday in Rupp Arena. Um, we'll cover that on Sunday. Hopefully, we'll have more news regarding the portal and everything else. Um, college baseball is 36 days away from opening day. So, uh, yeah, it'll be exciting.
That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in. We out.